Hello, internets. My name is. Blah, 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 blah. I can't speak. Wow, I don't, that's, that's the first the time it's ever intro happened. we've ever had. That's the weirdest intro. Yeah, yeah, two hundred one. Yeah. Uh, I'm Johnny Walmack, and uh, I flubbed my own name. I did not know that could happen. Yeah, I'm cutting you off. You're cutting me off. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, I'm a main man. Deuce. I got that right. Because we're glorious. Glorious. And I will defend. And I will defend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to have fun on 201. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. You I feel it. I feel it deep in the cockles of my heart, yep. maybe in the subcockle area. Who knows? Yes. Of course, we are a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. That is and true. And every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. <sighs> 201, still having fun. Good times. Cheers, brother. Cheers, cheers. <clears throat> and, of course, this is 201, episode 201. We were so happy at episode 200. We had the amazing Ultra Girls cosplay on episode 200. It yes, was awesome. And guess what, Deuce? They're back again. Awesome. They so excited. To, they decided to come back with us on the episode. And, of course, they're the Ultra Girls cosplay, better known as Sophie and Sissa. Welcome back to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the in the first episode, we, we were kind of just talking about like what you guys do with your cosplay, how you got together, and also Deuce has some amazing ten questions. So if you've not heard that episode, go That's back fun. and check that out. We talk about an assortment of things as well as cats because yeah. we all love cats. Yep, cats are cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, this time around, we're just kind of just gonna geek out. Just uh, this is what we do. We're just hanging to hang out and talk about whatever. Um, and it's gonna be really neat. But before we get into that. How do people find you on the internet? Um, Ultra Girls Cosplay, Sophie and Sissa on Facebook, at Ultra Girls Cosplay on Instagram, at UGC on, no, it is Ultra Girls, sorry, at Ultra Girls Cos on Twitter, and Ultra Girls Cosplay on YouTube. Pretty much Ultra Girls Cosplay everywhere. There you go. <laughs> awesome. And do you guys have any cons coming up anytime soon that our fans can come and see you at? Absolutely. We'll be in Sheffield, Alabama, uh, September 17th and 18th for the Geek Gathering. And then we'll be, we have two panels. So one is ours and one that we're on at Rocky Mountain Comic Con in November. And I can't remember the dates off the top of my head right now. Uh, it's the first weekend of November. And then the second weekend of November, we'll be here in our hometown representing with Air Capital Comic Con. Awesome. awesome. So definitely go check them out and tell them the happy hour with Johnny Deuce sent you. Definitely. Uh, it's so funny because we, we, our main hosting is SoundCloud.com. And we that's our main hosting. So they once we drop an episode out, it goes to iTunes, it goes to Stitcher, it goes to Google Play Music. And so it's like our main hosting, and it's it facilitates it for us. And we get to see the Google Analytics and everything and all your iTunes stats on the SoundCloud. And we have a, a big contingency of people from Brazil that listen. So it's really – even before the Olympics, yeah, yeah. it's really fascinating. So I have to say – Obrigado for all the people listening. Thank you very much for listening to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce because uh, it's really cool. We'll, we'll go in and one week we'll have someone from Switzerland listening. People, So people are all over the world yeah. listening to our show. Australia. It, it, Australia. It, it's interesting because the hashtags, I don't know if you guys use hashtags in your in your stuff as well. Hashtags are so important because mm -hmm. like, especially if there's something that you're doing that's relevant, uh, like Deadpool or whatever, you can hashtag it and the people who are searching for Deadpool, they can find you just out of the blue. Like It's really neat how that works with hashtags and we always 
is like our PSA for social media. And and I think so- Sophie, you're like a social media analyst or, or a consultant or something. Yeah, a social media ma- marketing manager. There you go. That sounds even more official. Uh, <laughs> so this is something that you know, like hashtags are very important, and I, I think um, it's kind of gotten more popular, especially like um, you know with Pokemon Go and everything yeah. like that. You see those hashtags, and anything popular comes out. Like, uh, unfortunately, as a recording of this episode, uh, a very famous actor, Gene Wilder, passed away at 83 years old. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, Deuce and I grew up, uh, you know, with the whole uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I mean, that was a classic film. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that since you brought up the subject. Like, how do you, and I'm going to ask you girls this too, how do, how do you know Gene Wilder? Like, the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of a Gene Wilder. Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great film, Young Frankenstein. What about you? Um, I would say, I'd probably say Willy Wonka. Even though I've seen a lot of his other films, Blazing Saddles and everything else like that, um... I, I feel like with me, I actually first of all, I thought he was already dead. I didn't know he. I, I didn't know. Like, I, cool, you haven't heard? No, 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 cool, no, 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 no. I don't mean it as disrespect. What I'm saying is like I hadn't heard anything from him in a while, you know, and I haven't seen him make any comments or you know anything. I didn't hear him mention anything, talk about the the Johnny Depp one or anything. Like yeah. I didn't hear. He hasn't come out. He's not very active in the community really anymore. So I was like, I didn't know he was still around, and so that kind of made me feel double sad because I was like, oh, I thought he was gone already, and now he who really was still here all this time, and now he's actually gone. Yeah. So I was kind of like, it hit me in the double whammy. You know, I was like, ah. But uh, Willy Wonka for me, like, it, you know, that movie, like, even now, I it makes me feel good to watch it. Uh, and I never read the books or anything like that. But, like, just that, that obviously, Journey to Imagination, that song is just, uh, everyone can hum it and sing it and all that. And we were walking, my friend Chris and I were walking uh, to Target, and he was whistling that s- song. And, he had like four or five people go. Was oh, that? Oh, is that from Willy Wonka? And like, it's so cool how that like he connected people. And that movie came out in what the 60s, 70s, something like that. Seventy. I want yeah, to say and that was 70s. a that was a while ago, yeah. you know. And that's that show that movie still is relevant today. And also, you you girls mentioned Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein, love that movie. A movie's so great. Uh, and like this Mel Brooks comedy is so was so different at the time and like how he was he wasn't like the slapsticky guy, but he, he had elements of all types of comedy. Uh, the British humor in there and everything like that. And it just like and that was an all black and white film and like that was kind of like his whole homage to like the you know, the silent films, but he, you know, obviously put his own spin on it. And it's really neat to kind of see that. And obviously Blazing Saddles, another Mel Brooks film. Uh, how do you know how do you remember Gene Wilder? I was more of like uh, stir crazy and hear no evil, see no evil. Like it was yeah. more like the Richard Pryor, a uh, Gene Wilder stuff I knew because sure. I, I'm going to say something. I'm going to get in so much heat for this, especially being from Polk County. I've never seen Blazing Saddles. Um, now I've seen Young Frankenstein and I, and I like it because I, I Mel Brooks stuff holds up. I don't know what it is, but like even now, like you can pop in a Mel Brooks movie like and Spaceballs. Spaceballs, Spaceballs is so yeah. good. <laughs> like it still holds up even today or History of the World Part One. Like oh, all that yeah. stuff holds up. Um, but I really knew him more from his stuff that he did with Richard Pryor. So when I was, you know. When I met him, or kind of ran into him, that was who. That was the 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 way I kind of you know. Oh, that's your son barking. Oh, sorry, sorry. Right, we, we heard a sound in the background. Sorry, it's there's a dog barking. There's, I'm like, there's no goddamn dog in this house. It's, it's my it's son. son so. My son's okay. six years old. But yeah, no, no. Like I met him more through Gene Wild, or not Gene Wilder, Richard from Pryor. Richard Pryor, because I've, I'm a huge 
uh, like I love comedy and I'm like huge like historical comedian like I like the the classic guys like the older guys like the Rodney Dangerfields and the people like that so for me that was like what I watched a lot of so when I thought of him I always thought of him with Richard Pryor so yeah I didn't know we were going to talk about Gene Wilder, but I just thought I would throw that out Might there. As well, I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of a free form Friday, if yeah. you will, or Tuesday, yeah. I guess. Tuesday when this one yeah. goes up. So. When this one goes up, it's Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> totally tubular Tuesday. Yeah, uh, yeah totally maybe? tubular Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's interesting because I always ask p- this question almost to all of our guests: uh, Star Trek or Star Wars? Preference. Star Trek. Oh, you guys are so in unison. Like, you should be calling yourself the unison cosplay girls. Yeah. Seriously, you guys are like pretty similar. Yeah. So, like, how? Like, I'm gonna ask you separately. Like, how? What was your first experience with Star Trek? Um, back in Wales with my grandpa, when my grandma and grandpa would babysit me, we would watch it. So I kind of just grew up with it. It became a staple in my life. The Whereas ne- Star Wars, I didn't really even see those movies until within the last ten years. Oh, okay. Anytime. So that's still newer for me. Sure. But Star- has always been there. Yeah, I saw. St- I was um, actually a really big Star Wars fan. I saw Star Star Wars when I was little, but uh, Star Trek. I actually hated it at first because um, you know I, when I first saw it, I was like a fourteen year old girl, and I was like, "This is boring." <laughs> and all my guy friends liked it, and I was like, "Why do you like this?" And then I one day I just sat down and, and binge watched it, and now I'm just like a super fan. I love Star Trek. <laughs> do you have a favorite uh, of the series? Like, do you like the original series of Next Generation, Voyager, Deep Space Nine? Um, Enterprise, any, any of those? I really like Voyager a lot. Enterprise, I think. Yeah, yeah they're all they're all a little bit different too. I, that's yeah. what I like about them. And also, whenever you ask people too, like what their favorite is, it's interesting to see like where they were at their life in their time. Because like a lot of like you know our parents and stuff like that, they always mention obviously the the original series. And then, like, Deuce and I were literally growing up during the Next Generation era. Yeah. So, like, that's the one we we kind of go to. We're like, oh, Next Generation is awesome. Yeah. But I do love me some Enterprise and Voyager, too. Um, yeah. Deep Space Nine is really underrated, too. Yeah, so. yeah. I, do. I love all of them, though. But They're yeah, all different. I love yeah. Deep Space Nine as well. I feel like it's kind of an unpopular opinion. But, like, when the new movies came out, I thought they were fantastic. And, like, the whole Star Trek community, like, the first one hated it. And I understand why. But I, I think that... I think they're fantastic. I, don't I know. think they're a great tribute to this to me, fabulous thing. It's like Harry Potter. Like I love the books, and people complain about the movies, but I just look at them separately. Like, oh, I love the Harry Potter movies. I also love the Harry Potter books. I yeah. feel like most things are that way. But you yeah. love them for different reasons. But I think yeah. it, when you break down like any kind of media that's kind of on different platforms, like be it like a video game and a movie, or a movie and a TV show, or any time where the media is on different kind of platforms, I think you like each one for different reasons, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, I don't ever expect anything to be completely word for word or the same. Yeah. It's impossible. So. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting, too, because with the J.J. Abrams uh, Star Trek, it reintroduced a whole new generation of people that never watched the Star Trek series. So it was it kind of made it relevant again uh, because let's say Star Trek has been pr- was pretty dormant right until then like you well had- they yeah because Enterprise was the last series it was on and that was golly gee that got canceled like 2005 6 something like that so it'd been a hot minute so it'd been on TV and then they brought all the characters back which was great cuz it was like oh we can see all these characters again you know in these movies and they had great actors and the writing was good it's just 
for me personally, it was so different because Star Trek was more story driven. You were more interested in the characters, not the action. But it, with the first J.J. Abrams movie, Star Trek, it was more action. And I'm like, whoa, that's a Star Wars thing. That's not a Star Trek thing. Like, Star Trek's more of a story, not explosions and, you know. It's visually fantastic, though. It like, is- I- Oh, it looks beautiful, and it's yeah. great for the ADHD generation that we live in. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's great for the Adderall kids. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not mad at them, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, this, this, this isn't Grandpa Star Trek. I was actually just talking about that. I was like, it's just so interesting to see what they do with something now compared to, you know, when they were making it and it was a TV show. It's just interesting to see, like, what Hollywood is doing with stuff that we already are really familiar with, but now they're doing it. I think remakes that way are fantastic for that reason, just because that you it's like usually during a new generation, so you get to watch everything evolve. Yeah. yeah, and like you can go back and watch it all and know where that society was at that time. But then you go back and look it up. So like, I think yeah. a lot of people they see the movie and they're like, oh, I really liked the movie. They look up Star Trek on Netflix or something, and then they get into it. I I like that about it. Yeah, another franchise that did that too, um, really successfully, was uh, Jurassic World, because a lot of people that was their first, a lot of people's first Jurassic. Park movie like they had not seen it before and yeah you, I know Ghostbusters is back yeah, yeah Ghostbusters so the, and Transformers you know uh, you know a little, little a few years ago and so like a lot of these companies are like hey let's let's hit this you know new demographic of people that may not be familiar with that and sometimes they're hit or misses I wasn't the biggest fan of Jurassic World uh, I, I prefer Jurassic Park but so it's kind of it's kind of hard to separate it especially if you know the original uh, I always talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, how special that movie was, because a lot of people, when you go to the theaters, when you have comic book movies, you have a fan base, obviously, that knows the comics. But I even think Guardians of the Galaxy was so far removed that it wasn't a typical, you know, Titan Flights kind of superhero comic yeah. that even comic book readers weren't as familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, they maybe heard of it, but they weren't reading it on a regular basis. So it was like they heard of it, but they weren't sure. So for me, I had not read Guardians of the Galaxy going into the movie, yeah. and a lot of people were like, what is this film? I don't, you know, average moviegoers are like, what is yeah. this? You know, and they go in there, and they everyone's so pleasantly surprised at how good the film was, how good Chris Pratt was. Like, the whole cast... Dave Batista, everybody was just so great in that film. But it was also a good jump on point. Like, because if you're somebody and you want to watch a Marvel movie with your friends, you've got to start them like at the beginning with like Iron Man 1, and you've got to sit through all these movies. But if you're with a friend and you're hanging out and you're like, hey, let's watch a movie, and they're like, okay, and you're like, let's watch a Marvel movie, you can pop in Guardians of the Galaxy. They could have seen. They could have never seen Iron Man or Captain America or any of the other movies, and they can see Guardians of the Galaxy and have a good time and enjoy themselves without seeing all the other Marvel. Because that's the problem with Marvel movies now. There's like, there's a huge jump on point. Like you've got to what see what, nine movies now before you see the new one to be More like caught that, up. Probably, yeah, yeah, like it's it's fucking redonkulous. Like yeah. it's getting just out of control. No, I actually just watched Guardians uh, Guardians of the Galaxy again last night. But I love it. I actually didn't know um, the comic very well at all when I saw it. And I was so interested. I've looked up so much about that. So yeah. um, just one of those things that just get, getting people interested. So I love that. Yeah, it's fascinating, too, because, like, you mentioned Harry Potter. Like, I had not read the books uh, before. And, and I remember going to the theaters, seeing the first two films. And I was like, okay, all right. I wasn't as impressed, and then I read. And then I read. Uh, I decided to go read uh, *Prisoner of Azkaban*, 
uh, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. And then I went to see the film, and with Gary Oldman, I'm like, oh, my God, this is really good. And then I became a fan of the series, and I went back and read the books. And for me, it was like it was difficult because – you have a heart, like you said earlier, you got to have to separate the in, into two separate entities because you have, especially if you read the books first, you have these preconceived notions because like you go in and there's characters and things have changed because a lot of the, if you juxtapose that to Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, there's a huge split in the fan base because there's like the Tom Bombadil and all these characters that are not in the, in the movies and especially how long movies are as well. The average movie going audience is like, are, like Deuce said earlier, it's that YouTube generation where they want instant gratification like right now to sit through a three and a half hour movie is not easy for yeah, some people rough. you know and I take breaks <laughs> yeah that's true intermissions that's what I loved uh, with um, what was it uh, the crate hateful eight they had an intermission in between the film. They literally said, "All right, you need to go decompress for a minute." It was like a three-hour movie. They're like, "Here's your break." Here's your, they said intermission on the screen and everything. So they had like a 15-minute intermission, which I thought was very clever. And a lot of people yeah. don't do, and, and they need to do because these movies are three-hour long. And and you ladies probably don't listen to the podcast a bunch, so you, you don't know. But we have this thing when I go to the movies where it's called an over/under, where we bet on how many times I'm going to go to the bathroom. Because I will go to the bathroom like four times in a two-hour movie. So when you get to these movies, they're like three, three and a half hours long. The over-under gets really big. Like, he's going to go to the bathroom five times. Because it just, God, I just, I can't do it. Like, when I'm at home, I'm fine. But it's like when you're sitting in a movie theater. It's well, just, it's more like the added pressure that there's an audience there. And, like, you're in a live experience. You know what I mean? Like, you're all together. And, like, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Like I feel, And you also can't pause the film. You know what I mean? So you're yeah. kind of like... Uh, what I do, you you yeah. play this game where you're like, I have to go to the bathroom, but at what point do I leave to go to what the bathroom? What was that app you were telling me about? Because you found an app that tells you when to pee, and it'll like ring. right. There's an app, yeah. and I forget the name of it. Where yeah, because what it does is it separates the film. Like, to like first act, second, second act, act, third act. act. And it tells and it'll you. give you a buzzer. Like it'll yeah. buzz when it's time for you to go pee so right. you know to go to use Right, the so it'll play, yeah. and it'll, it, yeah. Yeah, it'll vibrate. I'll send you guys the link when I find it. I forgot the name That's of it. That's cool. Yeah, so it'll <laughs> vibrate, but like, all right, this is a slow moment in the film where there's not a lot of exposition going on. It's just kind of like traveling scenes or whatever. And, and then they're like, this is a great time to go to the bathroom. You're not going to miss any story. So and then it'll buzz. It won't disturb anybody. It'll just do like a small little buzz. And then you go, and then you come back, and then it like it knows. It, you start it whenever the film starts, so it knows how long the film is. It's really cool. I'll, I'll send you guys a link. It, it syncs up with the it movie. It syncs up yeah. with the movie, which is kind of cool. Um and it doesn't spoil anything. It just tells yeah. you when you, you should go to the bathroom. Like, this is your window when you or should the go. Bar, or the bar. Or the bar. Yeah, session. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> depending on what yeah. you need. So, yeah. 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 So. It's a good time to take a break. I have, like, a, a totally break. different problem when it comes to the movies. I'm a talker. <laughs> oh, there you so, go. I love watching movies at home because probably people hate watching movies with me. Like, I talk through the whole thing. Like, I'll be like, so, tell me why. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, but why is this happening? And I'm like, oh, so this person can do this, but this person's not okay? And, like, she... Uh, I have questions. Like, yeah, I'll be right. like, hold on, hold on. And then she'll be like, Marissa, we're watching the same movie. Like, calm down. I like to discuss afterwards, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta know right then. I'm like, what is she wearing? Why? How That's is why that? I thought I was gonna get thrown out of Suicide Squad, by the way, because I was talking and cheering way too much at Suicide Squad, <laughs> which, I like, literally, my buddy was like, you need to calm down. Like, we're going to get thrown the fuck out. I'm like, no, fuck it. Get him, Joker, get him. When those movies first come out and, like, the first time you, like, okay, so don't laugh at me, but I was a big Twilight fan. Okay. <laughs> 
So when the movies would come out, the midnight release, we would go to them and like that energy and not just, I mean, any midnight release of a big movie, the energy where people are screaming yeah. at scenes, they're excited. I love that. That's my favorite time to go see a movie. And oh, yeah, because you want that energy. Like that's yeah. the whole point of going to a movie is feeding off that energy. Yeah, like, you're participating together and it's wonderful. I like to see movies like two weeks after they come out on a Wednesday at like 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> when there's like five people in the theater. Yeah, no, I got. I used to battle people for space for those Twilight movies. I'm not even ashamed. She was, was 21. And she tried to make me go to every single one, and I was like, no. Nope. I had my drink in one hand, and I was <laughs> battling tweens with the other one. Like, fighting 12-year-old girls. <laughs> okay, I gotta be honest. I own all the Twilight films on Blu-ray, and I've seen them all in theaters. All of them opening weekend, except for the first one. I'm not gonna lie. So, my I've wife- seen them all. I've never... I, I think I saw... Goodness gracious, whichever one they told about the Confederate soldier in the theater, the rest I think I saw like on Blu-ray, but... Um, I don't yeah. remember. They they talk about... I don't remember that part. But. I think it was the third one, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the first one and the third one. I have a Twilight Shrine. It's hidden because that part... Like, you're allowed to let your nerd flag fly, but not if it's Twilight, I found out. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's hidden in my closet. I've gotten more supportive. I used to like be like, oh my God. But now I'm just like, you know... You like what you like, and it's okay. It's fantastic. It's Edward okay. Cullen. <laughs> I, I, I was more of a I'm, – I'm a Team Jacob fan, so hashtag Team Jacob. So. Team Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> She's, like, staring me down. You can't see at home. She's like, no. <laughs> Edward Cullen for life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's cool to have, like, fandoms like that, right? Because, like, I, I'm actually a big fan of the uh, Hunger Games films. Uh, there's another, you know, series of adult novels uh, that are turned into films, and – I, I love Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's amazing. I think she's an awesome actor. You know, she's, you know, awesome in everything yeah. she does. And she uh, she kind of came out of nowhere with this movie because she, the way they, they de-aged her, like, she looks so young in these films. And, and I don't know if they took off her eyeliner makeup. Like, she didn't wear makeup or anything like that. And, like, she's all, like, her hair is pulled back and, like, I don't know what they did, but she looks really young in that film, and and she just did such a great job. Like she did all this training for it, and how have you guys seen the Hunger Games movies? I love those movies because especially the first one is so well done. Because uh, I actually read the books. This is one of the rare examples where I read the books before I went into the movies, and I remember just loving the first two books. I didn't care as much for the last book, but the first two books are just so well done, and the the director just. That's one thing you have to realize too is like when you have a film that is, you know, adapted off of a book, it's going to be the director's kind of like vision as well, like their perceptive, their perception of how it looks. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But with the the Hunger Games films, I thought the way they did, the way they interacted, the world, the the costuming, how they did the the capital and all how how uh, extravagant everyone looked and like just the whole makeup and all that, amazing. And then how dark. Yeah, and how dark everything looked inside uh, when they were um, the, doing the reaping part, like how just like drab and like how colorless that all looked. Like the juxtaposition there was awesome, and so that, that's just a good director's choice because you can have a phenomenal script, a great adaptation, but if you don't have a strong cast and a good visual scene, it's not really going to work out. So it's one of those things where you know you you've got to pay homage to your source material, but you also got to have your own flair to it. You know if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, directors are very important. There's some directors, like Catherine Hardwick, who did the first Twilight movie. I loved the books. And then when that movie started to, you know, producing, I followed it closely, and she ruined that movie. Oh, yeah, the first one. To this day, I won't watch a movie she does, because they're all the same. They're all just different variations of Twilight, and she is an awful director. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because, like, when you have, like, a fandom, we talked about earlier, Star Trek, and, of course, J.J. Abrams. I, the, who would have thought J.J. Abrams would have got Star Trek and Star Wars? That's that's insane. Yeah. To get two huge, yeah, arguably, arguably the two biggest franchises, uh, you know, in the world. Uh, and it's just fascinating to me. Um, you guys mentioned. You guys mentioned Star Star Wars. What happened? I don't know. I, she I, lost her. Oh my god! She just flips table. No, <laughs> she flipped her chair. Sorry, guys. No, no, you're, no, you're fine. Don't worry. While she's sitting on it, the leg keeps falling off. Oh no! Yeah, you might need to get another chair. <laughs> just don't wiggle. Just. <laughs> that chair is <laughs> AKA Dunion rings. Dunion rings, exactly. Dunyan ring. But you notice how Sophie gave me the broken chair. Like she knew too. She I said, is this, I, I was like, not. is this? Hey, if I'm here first, I get the better chair. That's how that works. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're gonna be all right though. All right, build character. All right, I'm back. Exactly. Back <laughs> uh, you guys, we mentioned Star Wars. Like, what is your history with Star Wars? Both of you. Like, like I said, mine isn't real. Like. For whatever reason, it was just something I was never really that interested in. And mm -hmm. probably within the last 10 years, um, I took the time to watch the movie slowly. And I really like it, but it's still, for me, like it, it's fabulous. And the story is fabulous and the universe is fabulous, but it's just not something I'm madly in love with. Right. So, yeah. And like Star Wars, um, I saw it when I was younger. Um, and then in the past couple years, like I would say the past like three years, I've started to get more into it. But yeah, Star Trek will always be, I'm always like, I, I get super passionate about Star Trek in a way I'm just not about Star Wars. Like I loved the the new movie and I, I like watching the movies casually, but um, it's not a world I'm really like as obsessed with. <laughs> so we get a lot of people who ask us why we haven't cosplayed Star Wars yet. And I'm just like, yeah, I just don't have that like obsession yet. And I love the costumes. Like I really do want to do a Star Wars costume one day. It just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah. It helps if you love the thing, you know, you have like a, a deep love for something like because you're, you're representing it literally on your sleeves, like I said before, and people can see that attention to detail, that extra love that you put into it uh, just because you're so passionate about it already. It shows in your work. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting for me because like there's a lot of fandoms out there that kind of evolve throughout the years. And another one I want to get your opinion on is uh, Doctor Who. Do you guys like Doctor Who at all? When did you guys get into Doctor Who? Um, again, with my grandpa, when I was little, I used to watch the older ones. I don't remember a ton about them, but we watched them. And then um, when it started again and it was on Netflix, I got back into it. I haven't seen the newest Doctor, though. I'm not. Capaldi. <laughs> yeah. No spoilers. Yeah, for Capaldi. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Um, I found Doctor Who on the internet. Um, so I was just going through and I found it on like a streaming site. And I started watching it. And none of my friends knew what it was. And then... Um, Finally, uh, when I started going to conventions, I saw that it was like a big thing and everybody was into it. And so that's when I was like, I was really excited because I just thought I found this TV show that nobody knew what it was. <laughs> well, that's the beauty uh, of conventions, though. You go to places where you're like, oh, I'm a fan of this. And all of a sudden you're not alone. And that's a cool feeling. Yeah. yeah. When I realized uh, what a huge fandom Doctor Who was, I was so excited because I remember um, talking to like, my mom about it and, and things like that. And like my husband is really into Doctor Who. And so when he was watching it... Um, I was just like, oh, man, nobody likes the show except us. And then <laughs> just it just us. became this huge thing. At, and so now I see it everywhere, and I love it. I love well, that other people appreciate it. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting, too, because uh, Netflix really uh, created fans uh, for Doctor Who, especially because a lot of people didn't get it, uh, didn't watch the 2005 series when it, it came out. Was it Who was the first one? Uh, Tenet? No. No, no, it was uh, before Tenet. It, it was, was um, um, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Vault or 
wears the leather jacket. Yes. Um, goodness gracious. And he was in the new G.I. Joe movie. Um, He's the one I always forget, too. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing, because everybody forgets him. And he was... He's probably one of my favorite doctors, even though he was only in that one season. But he was terrific, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why, because to kind of relate my own Doctor Who story, here in the States, like, the first season of Doctor Who was on Sci-Fi Channel. So it was like, okay, we watched it on Sci-Fi Channel, and then the second season went away because it went to BBC America. But not everybody's cable package had BBC America. Like here in Polk County, Bright House didn't carry BBC America. So like I saw season one and I'm like, that's great. And then it was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? Like, because we don't have, you know, BBC America. So I didn't catch back up until like, I think we were past David Tennant and we were in Matt Smith. And then it came to Netflix and I started over again and was able to kind of go through and go through the David Tennant years and then catch up with Matt Smith while I was watching the new episodes. Because as soon as I got BBC America, I watched the new episode every week when it aired, but then I went back and caught up. But I'm a, uh, Johnny's not a big Doctor Who fan. Well, have you ever watched Doctor I've tried the first two, tried a couple the times. The 2005, yeah. I, and I, maybe I need to go back and revisit Well, I've it. told you where you need to start. You need to start the second to the last episode of that season when Captain Jack shows up because Captain Jack Harkness is a badass motherfucker. He is my boy. So <laughs> I my boy. think if you're starting with the, what's on Netflix – um, the first season that's on Netflix is a little slow. And yeah. so I feel like if for anyone who is on Netflix and they see Doctor Who and they're just like, oh, I'm going to try. Yeah. I feel like that season is one of those seasons where you have to kind of stick it out to appreciate it and be like, okay, I'm into this. Ten is when a lot of people really get hooked just because of yeah. David Tennant. And his, his, he's really explosive. So. He is, so and he's, he's got such a great personality, and he had such great – he he has probably some of my favorite companions because he's got you know he's got uh, Donna and he's got uh, Captain Jack and he's got um, goodness gracious I'm going to forget the doctor that was actually with him um, but I mean he's got so many great companions that traveled along with him that like you're kind of interested in these stories because the first season's Rose and then the second season is a lot about Rose and how much Rose and the doctor love each other. And it's kind of a, a different dynamic, but then once Rose leaves, like there's a lot more dynamics that come up with Donna. Donna's Donna's one of my favorite companions who I thought was so underrated. It's Eccleston, right? Eccleston. Yes. yes. You got it. You nailed it. Yep. Thank you, Thanks, sir. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. That's <laughs> like, but, uh, uh, yeah. Eccleston. Okay, yeah, there you go. But no, like, Eccleston's great, but I always tell everybody, start at, oh, goodness, I'm going to forget the name of it. It's it's like the second to last episode or the third episode, and it's like the motherless children or something, and it's a two-parter, and then you do that, and then it's the season finale, and I'm like, just watch those three, because that's when Captain Jack shows up, who's my boy. And then you just kind of go from there and keep rolling, and it's great. So, yeah. Are you? I love the creepy episodes. My favorite. I love it when they have creepy episodes with like the weeping angels. Like I love creepy episodes. Yeah. How how would you, ladies, like for someone like me that has not really found the appreciation yet? How would you like? Tell me, like, hey, why do you love Doctor Who? Like, what what would get me into it? Like, if you had to, like, have a PSA, this is why I love Doctor Who, this is why you should watch it, what would you say? I usually tell people um, that you'll love Doctor Who because there's something for everyone. 
So they do have that love story aspect, and so it kind of pulls your heartstrings, but they've got action, and they've got, like, the space travel, and all these different, um, like, a really lot of, like, emotional things, and then just some really fun things. So I always tell people, just watch it, because you're going to find something in there that's really entertaining to you. I think it fits in pretty appropriately with Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah, there's a lot of adventure, um, seeing the different, like, species and worlds Mm -hmm. they create, that's really fun. It's a journey. And I think for, especially, um, for a lot of my friends who are females, um, I always tell them, like, Doctor Who is what you need to get into things like Star Trek, because Doctor Who is going to have those story elements that a lot of females really like to get them into, like, the action. Because I know, as a female, I like, I I do really love something with a really good storyline. I'm not all about action. And so that's how I kind of hook a lot of my friends, is like, you really are going to like this, because it's, you get to know the people. Yeah, and I and I think that's right, and I, and I hate to say it to 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 join in on with what you're saying, but like it's really it's got those story beats, and it, like if you want a love story, it gives you that. If you want action, it gives you that, and it's got funny parts where you're laughing, but it's got parts that'll punch you just right in the gut that are really like where you're like, oh my god, like I mean, I there's been season finales where I've just been bawling like a, a small child because it's like it really kind of hits all those beats and that's why I like because I, I'm a huge fan of rom-coms I'll be the first one to admit it so like that's my jam so like the action stuff to me like I like it but like it I'm not in it to watch an action show I'm in it to watch like a drama and to have these you know these story beats and to see these characters grow and they have such great characters and what I like is you know the Doctor's been a character for so many years, but he's got these different uh, companions that come along with him that show you different sides of the character, which I think is really cool. Like Captain Jack or Donna or, you know, then you've got um, when Karen Gilliam showed up. Um, you know, there's so many different characters, but I love it. And, and that was it thing, too. And the reason why it's so hard to get in that 2005 season, the first season, is because the budget was crap. Like, that budget was terrible, season one. But once they get into season two, three, like, you can see it's like, oh, this show is making us money. Have a little bit more money. So, <laughs> it's like, you could tell, like, when they started doing really well. Like, the newer seasons, the the effects are, like, ridiculous. Because they're like, oh, by the way, we sell everything with the Doctor Who logo on it now. So, we've got all this money. So, here you go. Have some money for effects. Yeah, I just remember, like, walking in. To like some of the like seeing people watch that show sometimes and before I was like really super into it I was just like man like what are you like this just looks like some low budget sci-fi crap like what is this and so and then after I really got into it I was just like oh wow okay so it doesn't need all the effects but it does look crazy different now yeah it does and that's a really really cool thing because like me I'm a huge Doctor Who fan so now I've been getting into we call it New Who when it started with Eccleston so everything before all the before that is the older who so i've been getting into that but you gotta remember some of those shows like the first season was in the like 50s 60s and then 70s 80s so when you go back and watch that you have to have an appreciation for like older classic sci-fi movies because the budget is terrible they reuse sets the aliens look like hot garbage so like yeah (laughs) So you really have to kind of have an appreciation to get into it because, like, I'm going back to, like, the Baker years and, like, the the really older years. And it's, like, I, can, I have an appreciation for that, and I really love it. Um, but, 
like newer fans probably wouldn't. So you definitely yeah, want to start with New Who. Yeah. yeah. No, like, no, no, no. no. Like, don't watch season one. Don't watch it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Americans don't even realize that Doctor Who existed before 2005. Yeah, because like, see, that's the, the funny thing and, and throwing it back to our roots being in Polk County, Florida. The only way we could see it was on PBS and it was like late at night at Saturday. So it was like basically Saturday night at 10 o'clock. You get an hour of Doctor Who from 10 to 11. And because you're Welsh, you might actually know what I'm talking about. We got Red Dwarf from 11 yes. to midnight. So, yeah. Are, are you ready for Smegtober? Yes. Oh, I'm so ready for Smegtober. Oh, man. Like, I'm so excited for a new season of Red Dwarf because that is that is a show that literally – and God bless him. I'm actually going to tag him in this episode. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, his name is Matt, and he ran a comic book store here in Winter Haven, and Matt Milburn. And uh, he was the one who kind of introduced me to Red Dwarf because he had, like, not only did he have the comic book store, but he had kind of like a video section in the back. And it was, like, old episodes of Doctor Who and anime. And he had Red Dwarf. And, like, I started renting Red Dwarf from him because he's like, hey, check this out. This actually, you might dig this. And I started watching I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Like I've met like five people ever that know what Red Dwarf is. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's so hard to like because it's definitely like a tight knit group because it was funny. Like at one point, and I think I was in high school. I think we were freshmen actually. Like PBS had this big because you know how PBS. Well, I don't know if you know, but PBS has these telethons because they need money yeah. to keep running. So they <laughs> had like a big marathon with Red Dwarf, and they're like, hey. And now this is like the infancy of the internet. We're talking like 2000, like 2000, 2001. They're like, hey, we see you guys on the Red Dwarf message boards. We know you're out here. We know you want this. You need to like call up and be a sponsor and pay money. Um, and I, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, oh, my God, there's people on the internet talking about this. It's not like me and my like two friends that know what the hell Smeg means and, you know, that are Red Dwarf fans. So, I mean – so it's really really cool and now that it's become so big and a a semi cult classic it, it's been really cool i get really excited like at conventions when people mention things that like are like if i see keyblades you know little things that trigger me and yeah. at comic-con someone walking past they were talking about something but i overheard the word smeghead and i almost climbed over our booth i was so yeah. excited because <laughs> yeah it's one of those things that, like it's like when you find somebody you're like oh my god i'm not the only one you know because i mean star wars everybody loves star wars same thing with star trek but when you're when you're in a little community like that when it's not as many people you get super duper excited so yeah well it's i it's funny for me because i'm a huge uh twilight zone fan like it's my the original series my favorite show of all time and it's great when you get a show that captivates all all generations, that hits all. And I think that's something that with Doctor Who, they've really done a good, even though I haven't really watched it, I know of it and I know the legacy behind it. And it's something like my parents watched and my parents' parents watched. And now it's great to see kind of like how BBC America is really blown up with this amazing content oh, like yeah. Sherlock and all. I mean, Sherlock's amazing. It's fantastic. And so like how like they've really grown. And what is another one uh, with the girl with the split personalities? Uh, oh, uh, you're talking about the clones. You're, oh, what's that called? Oh, you're talking um... Oh goodness, the Clone Club. Give me one black, second. Um, black, or from Black. Yeah, dwarf, yeah. Or that's from an, Black. That's another great show. Up. Yeah. 
which it would uh, I'm gonna butcher her name. It's Tatiana. Mal- I don't. Malowski I forgot what her something. name is. But, but it's she's really amazing. cool. Yeah, she she's plays awesome. Five different characters. Yeah. One woman yeah. plays five different characters. For those at home, I haven't seen yeah. it. You need to go it check it out. Amazing. It's it's a fantastic. Yeah. But it's just great to see kind of how you know, especially with Netflix and Hulu and, and Amazon Prime and all these awesome and BBC st- America BBC. because BBC America has given us all this love. They give us right. Doctor Who. Uh, hopefully, knock on wood, they're going to let us see the new season of Red Dwarf once it finally comes over here. Um, and they do Orphan Black. I mean, uh, BBC America is like one of my go-to channels. Like, whenever I turn on my cable box, there's like great three content. channels yeah. I check out. It's them and El Rey. It's like the first two I always start with. Yeah, so, so it's some great content. Uh, we're going to take a small break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about video games. <laughs> you guys doing good? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I was saying we should only talk about Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts always. Well, <laughs> I'm going to ask you about Kingdom Hearts 3 because uh, obviously that's a, a, a very hyped game. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. And we can let them ask us some Yeah, you questions can ask us questions too. I mean, yeah. we, we just, if you let this us, we'll just talk. conversation. Yeah, this is a and conversation. we don't want to talk over you guys either since yeah. you're blessing us with your time. So. Yeah, so if you guys have questions for us, like, feel free to ask away. Um, but are you uh, just sitting quietly until we're asked something like, like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So whatever you guys want to do. So uh, we'll come back from the break, and uh, I think we'll talk uh, about some video games because someone has a Ratchet and Clint poster behind them. So you can see it right there. Yeah. Good time. <laughs> This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with a happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Of course, I'm Johnny. I got my name right this time. Yes, and I got my main man, Deuce. What's up, and, man? and we have the amazing Ultra Girls cosplay. We have Sophie and Sissa. Uh, you guys are awesome. And we we just we were talking about our favorite shows and movies and all that. And I this whole time we've been doing the podcast, I've noticed that Ratchet and Clank poster. The people at home can't see it, but there's a Ratchet and Clank poster there. Uh, and now is that from is that the new movie, the new game, or is that something from the old? Um, yeah, it's from the newer one. Yeah, uh, it's cool to see how video games have evolved over the years as well, uh, and how like you know you they have the movie for it now, and like the branding and the marketing and the cross promotion, and it's really fascinating to see like the Lego games. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Lego games at all, like yeah, the Lego Star Wars. The Lego games. They're so fun, right? And it's I have all of them. <laughs> they're great, and they and they and they do a great job of like marketing, you know, uh, to kids as well as adults. There's like, and it's a great like couch co op thing where you could sit down with a friend and play and because i think a lot of that couch co-op has kind of faded away with the online connectivity stuff that you see in the internet so i I love when video games kind of do that that uh cross promotion right and i think the lego games are so much fun i I need to play the the force awakens one i haven't played that one yet yeah i heard that was a couple months ago yeah i heard that was really good and they had like the jurassic 
World One and all that. Like, and uh, I, yeah, that was a really fun one. Um, but I want to talk about how the both of you kind of got into games. What was your first game you played, like video game that you can remember? Spyro. Ooh, Spyro. That's awesome. I, I, I had so before that when I was really little, I had a Commodore sixty four. Ooh, okay. Yep. But I don't. I was. I'm so far away from that now that I don't remember what I played on it. But sure. the first game I remember getting addicted to was Spyro. Spyro. That's a good game. Action platformer. Um, the first game that I super got addicted to was Sonic and Knuckles on oh, the My Sega Genesis. Nice. nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, Sonic and Knuckles was cool because it was the, the one where you had to have the cart, the extra cart where you didn't you have to plug it into your Genesis and then uh -huh. if you, and you could put your Sonic yep. 1 or 2 or 3 in there as and well. It, it added Knuckles, right? It added like Knuckles as a game character. you played. It yeah. would add Knuckles too, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, so that was really cool. Sorry, we were reading something. No, no you're fine. No, <laughs> no, we're good. Uh, so that's neat how you, both of you kind of like started off with more of the uh, platformers, which is interesting because that's a, a really popular genre. And uh, one was a 3D platformer with Spyro and the other one was a 2D platformer uh, with uh, the Sonic games. It's interesting to me because Deuce and I, we've told our story before. We started off with the you know, original, original, Nintendo. original Nintendo. Mario Brothers for me was Christmas of 1986. I remember it like it was yesterday opening it up, not knowing what it was. And back in those days, you didn't have the internet. The only way you could actually look at like stuff coming up is magazines. Magazines were so important back then, like your Game Pro magazines and and your Electronic Game Monthly magazines. All those magazines were telling you they give you little screenshots of the games coming out and whatnot. And I remember like Mario, like it just blew me away the first time you saw that game on there. And then and I had the one that came with the Duck Hunt one, the Throw It Back to the Zapper, uh, and that that was cool too as well. I was like, oh my gosh! And did you know? I didn't know this that. The, the Zapper does not work with HD televisions. It only works with the uh, CRT te televisions, like the original tube televisions. So if you have an HD television, it doesn't work. It really? Doesn't, it doesn't pick it up. So really? I was like, I so I didn't know. I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Uh, but I you, tried to play it recently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you guys talked about Smite in the other episode, and uh, Smite's a really fun game. It's a, a th I, I consider it like a third-person MOBA. It's a lot of fun, easy to pick up. It's also if you're a fan of like the whole like gods and all that, like that's really neat as well. So you kind of have that atmosphere. It's it's fun to play with friends. It's fun to play by yourself. You can train and do all that stuff. Uh, you guys have played other mobas before, like uh, League of Legends, uh, Heroes of the Storm, Dota. Have you guys played any of those? I played Dota and League. I liked Dota. I wasn't. I, I don't hate League of Legends by any means, but I'm not in love with it. Yeah. Like League is. Fun if you mute everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't come in as a noob to league. Like yeah. they will tear you Smite apart. Smite was just so fun to get into, and uh, we do it as like a group, our friend group. Smite is our game. Like that's, that's awesome. when we all get together. Uh, we all bring our TVs and our consoles, and Smite. We just all link up, and we are a team, and we and it's just really fun. And so that's the main reason yeah. we we are so into it is just because it's just the thing that connects all of us. So we just have a lot of fun doing that. That kind of reminds me of the old days of Halo when you had LAN yeah. parties yeah. where you'd connect and, oh, man. Land, yeah, that still happens, too. That's yeah, awesome. That's still, yeah, Halo's still our, a thing. <laughs> that was so much fun back in the day. And you just like you had like five, six people in a room with the systems and you connected to them with the, I don't even think it was Ethernet. It was like, was it Ethernet? I don't remember. It was some sort of cable. You got to connect in the back. And we're all playing, and it's like this the split screen. Oh, it was the funnest thing. It was so much fun to just, you know, you lose hours, you know, and you bonded with people, and it was that whole, you know, camaraderie with people. And, and video games have changed a lot throughout the years now. You know, you have a lot of the, 
you know, what's the new game coming out, Deuce? Uh, Battlefield One coming out yeah. soon and all that. And you we have just a lot got of done doing the uh, Titanfall Two tech Titanfall test, Two, which tech. was awesome. Yeah, so like you have a lot of these games that are like online only, and that connectivity. I feel like you kind of like it's cool to meet people, but like it's there's a different atmosphere of ha- you know sitting on like the same couch with someone and sitting there playing Mario Kart or something like yeah, that. Yeah, doing couch co-op for sure. Yeah. Pass around the snacks and yeah. the room gets really hot and everybody's like, you're just like, oh yeah. my gosh, we've been here for 12 hours. <laughs> I grew up an only child though, so like, you know, obviously back when I was little, we didn't have this internet gaming thing, so I spent a lot of time sitting alone. So when I could finally talk to people online and play those games where I could talk through a mic, like that changed my world. I was like, oh, I'm not alone. Yeah, <laughs> I, oh, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, for me, the very first online multiplayer game, like I could speak to somebody, like physically speak to somebody with, that really hooked me was Halo Two. Halo Two was like that was like the first, my first introduction because I like I'd played like PC games online where you chatted with people like on the computer, but it wasn't the same as actually physically speaking to somebody. You were like you'd meet these people online and you'd be like, oh my god, and then you'd be like. You start becoming, you get routines with these people. You know when they go online, and you know when, you know, you know what like their favorite classes are, and then you just start becoming friends, and then you never see them ever again. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like a moment in time where you're friends with people online only, and then they're gone from your life. But it's it's cool to kind of think about those days where you you meet people just for moments, and then they're gone. You know. Yeah. Um, That's why I, oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say like sometimes just um. As a female, I really did was turned off by the mic just because the minute I open my mouth, things go south. <laughs> yeah, especially, I was going to say, I, I'm obsessed. I love Call of Duty. I always have. I think it's the perfect game if you get home from a bad day at work. You don't have to think about it. You're just, yeah. to You're talking to the choir Hell here. Yeah. He, he loves Call of Duty. <laughs> I, I'm what I call a dude bro gamer where I like Madden and I like Call of Duty. It's like, dude bro, let's play some Madden and some Call of Duty. So my I, favorite Call of Duty are the ones where you could team kill because, like she was saying, you get on the mic and you're a girl, and they get oh my yeah. own team would say stuff to me and I would I don't care I will team kill. Yeah, we, <laughs> there's like been times where we're both talking at the same time and we both have like a high tone and and we talk really quickly just because we're best friends and so sometimes we'll talk too fast or talk too much and then people on the team are like oh my god the girls are so loud <laughs> like shut up but we're get winning the gr- shut yeah. the girls up and we're like no <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it like now with with the community. I, I think it's the way Xbox and PlayStation have done like the party chat stuff. Like you don't even really have to talk to other people anymore. Only yeah, people that yeah. you because back I in the like you. yeah. <laughs> well, back in the day, you you had to like the the party chat stuff wasn't really well implemented. You know, back on Xbox, it was just like you could hear everybody's mics. You know, when they get walk by you. And even Destiny had it where it was like you could still hear people from, you know, and yeah, it, it was kind of annoying. Like a, yeah. yeah. But it's cool that the party chat works so well that, like, you never have to talk to strangers. You can you can just talk to people that you know, and that, that that's really neat. And Deuce and I, we played, like, hundreds of hours of Destiny, and that was, like, a game in the beginning, that yeah. – Yeah, in the very beginning. We, we haven't played it in a while now, but, like, it's just cool to, like, sit there and you kind of get lost in the game. And that's why I love video games. People ask me, why do you love video games? Well, it's like I get to kind of um, – it's like a a way to kind of just uh, what do you call it? Um, decompress, decompress, but also deconnect. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you kind of like you kind of get yeah. to, you, especially like a role playing game. You kind of get to be someone else for a while, and you kind of disconnect from the reality around you, and you kind of get just get lost in it. You know, it's escapism is the way I was trying to think of. You can escape for a while, and then and then just come back to reality, and you get these little bite sized emotions because. 
video games have made me cry, made me laugh. I mean, there's and the way they do cinematics now in video games is mind blowing. The the think that video games cost millions millions of dollars to make now is just. Phew. You know, like, and they have these awesome indie teams too. That you know, of twelve people that make games too. So you have this wide scope. Because back in the day, it was mainly just the AAA title, the AAA games. You know, you didn't have these independent developers making games like you do now. And I think it's fascinating that anyone that has the passion can go and learn how to make a video game now and share it for the world. So I think uh, it is. It's and it's cool to see the different art styles. And I think Xbox. Uh, 360 did an amazing summer of arcade where they were like, all right, here's all these independent developers. We're going to showcase them for you, for the world. And I think it was really cool to see games like Shadow Complex and Braid and, you know, all these awesome games that, like, become hits and legends, you know, now and to see where they've gone from there. Because, like, the guy, Jonathan, I talk about the story about Jonathan Blow. He's the uh, designer... Uh, he made uh, Braid, and he also made a game on PS4 called The Witness, which is like a puzzle, first-person puzzle game, uh, and it did really well. And he said that if it wasn't for you know being on that Xbox arcade, he wouldn't have a job. And it just it's awesome to see kind of like the future of where he went with gaming and and stuff like that. What are you guys playing now? What what stuff do you guys like right now? We don't have th that's the worst part. Oh, wait, not the worst part, but one of the things is like with cosplay, like so much goes into doing all of this that a lot of times yeah. time to sit down and play suffers. Like some games, I actually have to like live vicariously through my fiance. Like we'll get a game that we both want to play, and I'm like, I'm gonna sit here and build this. I need you to play it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, gotcha. a lot of my time is spent. I love to like stream. I love streams. It's, I do that all the time, and especially when I'm crafting, because if, if I do have free time, that is what I'm doing, I'm crafting. So I love to stream. Um, indie horror games are my favorite thing yeah. ever. So I usually just uh, turn on some indie horror game streamers, cause that's and that's a thing that we like to do. We like to all get together and drink and get real drunk and watch indie horror games. Yeah. <laughs> I can't with Slenderman. Everybody's like, yeah. Slenderman's dead and all to this day. She's I terrified of that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's really fun. Uh, when I am playing games, I do a lot of, like, I'm like, Civ, like Sid Meier's Civ games, I'll just play those forever. I so. like Final Fantasies, Kingdom Hearts, Call of Duty. I'm kind of all over the place. I like I have games like Smite and Call of Duty or decompression games. You don't really have to think. Yeah. You're just, yeah, just and play. then when I want to get into like this world, then it's like Kingdom Hearts and Oh, yeah, recently um I did start playing that We Happy Few game. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have a trial for it on Xbox yeah, One. It's actually and it's really interesting. Um it's still like um pretty new, but um it's really fun. Uh, it takes a lot of figuring out, but it's creepy as hell. It is really creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a fun. survival game, like a survival yeah. uh, game where you could, you have to get like elements to eat and survive and all that. But it also, like, you have to unlock puzzles and doors, and and you have in random enemy encounters, and it's 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 a very creepy atmosphere when you see like wor words on the wall and you're not sure what they mean, and like it's it's got yeah. that creepiness vibe to it. Uh, I definitely Lots agree with that. But there's, like, um, I mean, there are a few aspects that I don't really like about it, like the survival. Some of it, I feel, is a little much. But other than that, it's a really fun game. I like the um, the aesthetic a lot. Yeah, it's at that it's that British like uh, retro future look, almost like a Bioshock yeah. look. So it's it's yeah. it's kind of a neat art style there. Uh, I love the Bioshock games. If you guys have never played those. Uh, those those games are awesome, and they're doing a remastered edition uh, for yes, Xbox One yes, and PS4. It's going to have uh, all three of the Bioshock games and all the DLC too, and the DLC so. remastered. So that's cool for those that haven't checked out the Bioshock games. It's a great time to be a fan uh, or check them out for the first time. Those are those are really neat. Uh, I want to talk about Kingdom Hearts real quick because Kingdom Hearts is a very popular series. Obviously, when you deal with Disney and Square Enix. 
both franchises, both companies have amazing IPs. And to bring them together and make this awesome amalgamation of love, uh, like a love letter to these these series and these franchises, it's really fascinating to see that fan base really get vocal, too. Because, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Like, it's been that long ago. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Like, it, it's been 10 years since Kingdom Hearts 2 now came out. I think wow. 10, 11 years. Yeah. And so there were rumors about it forever, and they announced it about a year or two ago. And now... and. It, Everyone's still waiting to see if Utada is going to do the theme song, which is important, like so <laughs> important. Definitely, like, and, and that's a very popular franchise. Also, it's interesting for me because you, um, um, Sissa. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm wanting to I'm, I'm wanting to call you sissy, like you know, because like so that's what you call a sister. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Old nickname, long-time yeah. nickname. <laughs> okay, Sissa, uh, I wanted to ask you because you mentioned something about more like the micro-managing games like Civ and all that. Do you, did you did you ever get into Minecraft at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love Minecraft. Yeah. That was another one like, that we sat around and played for hours, many hours. <laughs> yeah, because Minecraft's cool because, like, it really is your imagination, and it's one of those sandbox games that you can get lost in. And also, you can kind of play it two different ways. You can just go and create till the cows come home, literally, uh, or you can just survive, you know, and build and get your resources and all that. And it's it's almost two games in one, and I, I really I find it fascinating. Like, I tried it out. It wasn't for me, but I really appreciate it. My wife's huge. She's played over a thousand hours into Minecraft. She has it on she has it on every version, uh, tablet, phone, Xbox One, PS4, PS3, Vita. She's played every version there is, and she's there's differences with all of them a little bit. Um, and the PS4 and Xbox One are actually the Xbox One is the superior version because Microsoft owns it now. Uh, they bought Mojang or whatever, uh, but. It's interesting to see kind of like how kids really, it opened up a whole new generation for kids. Yeah. It's like on fire with kids. Like I, Still. every kid that I know is watching it on YouTube or playing it. Like it's crazy. My only goal ever was to light all of Sophie's houses on fire. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to make everything out of glass. Like I made like glass cities and I made a giant Pikachu and then someone set it on fire. Oh no. <laughs> That's crazy. You can do like the the one cool thing is you can do like the eight bit pixel art as well because of all the squares. Yeah. That was really neat as well. You can do that, but you can enter other people's worlds, right? Is that how you can go in and like, yeah, like destroy other people's stuff or or whatever? You can enter people's worlds, explore it. We would like make a world together and pick areas that were ours, yeah, like our areas, and then connect them. We'd make like a little town. And then after a couple drinks, people are pulling out the yeah, fire, and then, then everything is in flames and. Everyone's mad. I think that's what that playing. Pikachu took me like three yeah. hours. Oh my god! I hadn't even finished the left <laughs> ear when they all started pouring fire into his head. Yeah, that's why we probably don't play anymore. <laughs> a lot of uh, like, uh, but I do still know so many kids that play. And like a thing that like kids are into Minecraft and watching other people open toys. Yeah, which is weird. They like, are. Yeah, I know firsthand. Yeah. I know firsthand. My my uh, my daughter. I got really big into it. There is a. I don't know what her name is now because she's changed names. But she was originally called the Disney Disney Toy Collector and. A Disney collector, and she would open. Literally, it's a channel of this lady, like in her late 40s. She would open up Disney toys, and, and like, okay, this is Disney collector here. I'm showing you today, uh, Play-Doh version of Frozen, and she'd open it up, and like my daughter would be like, 
Like, it's like, I don't have to buy her. She's just like. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. I have a friend. Yeah, and her son is into that, too. Like, Tommy. Weird. Yeah, it, like, her kid, she was talking about how much that sh- he's into that. And he will just watch hours and hours and hours of people playing with toys. It's like, why don't you go play with the toys that you have? <laughs> play with your toys. Yeah, it's almost, for me, I, I kind of see the, the allure because I, I'm a big Magic fan. Um, the Magic the Gathering. Uh and I, the whole, the whole feeling of opening up a pack of cards yeah, for the first time, yeah. I kind of equate it to that because you're not sure what's going to be in it. And I would watch other people open magic cards because, like, that's just, oh, there's, like, you don't know what's going to happen. And you're like, what, what do they get? What do they get? You know? And that's why I love magic drafts because you literally start, for those at home that don't know, a magic draft is, like, you get a group of people together and you have three uh, packs uh, I think it's like a forty-card deck or whatever, but you have three packs and you open them up, and one of you, you, everyone starts with one pack, and you open it up, and you take your favorite card out of that pack, and then you hand it to the r- person to the right. Yeah, and then they our take- local, uh, 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 I should say, comic shop because it's not a comic shop. They just do cards. Won't let me drink anymore at those because I would get so pissed I would throw shit. Like <laughs> I would literally throw my empty beer cans because I get so pissed. I'm like motherfucker. Like it's just like throw my can. They're like. No, he he can drink once we're done drafting, but not while we're drafting because yeah. I'd get so pissed. But I could see that allure, like how you're like you want to open it and yeah. I watch tutorials online a lot, like just, not just crafting, but you know I watch like makeup tutorials and all these things, so I can see the the allure of like you you know you're not gonna buy it, so you want to see someone else like use it. I don't know. Well, There's so many yeah. times when girls are like, look at this expensive makeup, and I'm like, oh that looks good. I'm going to Walmart though. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to interrupt. You said we could ask you guys questions. Sure. Feel free. Yeah. Fire away. Okay, so I have the same questions the from the Inside Actors Studio. Oh, okay. I want to ask, ask you guys. Guys. Okay, sure. So what is your favorite word? Favorite word? Um... It's changed over the years. Uh, I I used to I used to say good times as a phrase, like good times. This is good times. Uh, but lately, I've been saying truth a lot. I don't know why. Like it's just as an answer, like truth. Yeah. Truth. Me too. Yeah. Like ha- almost like the hashtag is like understood. Like truth. Yeah. So I like that <laughs> word a lot. Mine's yes. Yes. Yeah. I like the word yes. Whenever I get the word yes, I'm like, all right. Oh, I see why you like. Oh, okay. Yes, as in like you hearing it, so yeah, it's a word. So that you like. yeah, because like it, it is yeah. usually when you hear yes from somebody, it is a positive. It's like a confirmation, like it's okay or True. whatever. So yeah. yeah. What is your least favorite word? Least favorite word. Um. Deuces is probably no, right? Yeah, mine is no. I hate the word no. I hate it when people tell me I can't do that. Um, like it's the worst. Uh, disappointed. I I Ooh, I never like this. Disapp- a damn good one. When someone says I'm disappointed in you, like that's like the worst feeling. Like I, people can get mad at me all they want, but if they say they're disappointed, it like takes it to another level. So I don't know if it's disappointed or disappointment, but that word there, like it just like brings me down a level when someone says they're disappointed yeah and you, you feel like you let them down you're like oh my gosh you know you get angry and be over it in a second but to be disappointed has yeah. like a longing effect yeah you like know? yeah that's a nuclear option with me like yeah. if somebody says they're disappointing me i'm like like i would rather you just punch me in the balls <laughs> like i really would have i would have been i would have been over that quicker than you saying you were yes. disappointed so. so disappointed What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Okay. Um, for me, it's 
Well, let's start off with the creatively. Someone that um has a craft that they're really into, like it could be anything. Like someone that is like super into something, like that they love and they're very passionate about. I appreciate the passion. I I think it's more like the passion of something. Like you could be like, I don't know. Huge into like say you collect uh, shot glasses, right? Like if you you love it and you scout it and you explore it, because I'm a big researcher of things. So like if you're very passionate about something, as long as it's not hurting somebody or someone else, as long as it's good, then I, I think I like the passion and the creativity. Uh, spiritually, like connecting to somebody is like I don't know that that's really deep. You know when you find someone that like connects to your level. Like you want to keep them around, you know. Um, and I think Deuce and I we've been friends for so many years, like you know, twenty years. Like Deuce and I get each other, like our humor, like, yeah. and that, I think humor is a very important thing. You get in a groove with somebody when you, you know them that long. Like yeah. you, you kind of, kind of can. I don't want to say finish each other's sentences or think their thoughts, but like I know jokes that are going to make him laugh every time. Right. And the same yeah. thing with me. Like he knows what'll make me laugh, but on the flip side of that coin which is kind of the bad side of the things i know where to hit you where it hurts and you know where to hit me where it hurts right, so exactly. it's one of those things where I, I i love this guy to death and i call my brother which i can think we can say at episode 202 because i i love this man probably more than any other man on the planet besides my father um you know we know each other inside and out so we kind of know the buttons to hit and the good buttons but we know the bad buttons to hit too so yeah and we're using it more of like the f- the friendship, because like when yeah. so, when when you say the turn someone on, it doesn't necessarily have to be like no, in a it physical have to be a sexual thing, right? It's and more that's of like why I love that question. Yeah, because it, it gives it a gives broad you a couple breakdowns. Yeah, yeah I like yeah, yeah. that question though. So Deuce and Eric kind of, I guess, in the same on that on that question. Yeah. So what was the question? So I can answer it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? The biggest thing that turns me on is openness. Like, I, I don't care what it is, but just as long as you're open and, and honesty, too, because it's like as long as you're open and honest, no matter it be a, a friendship or a, a loving relationship or anything like that, as long as you're open and honest, I, I can deal with you. And also compassion. That's another big thing that turns me on. Like people that can understand like, hey, I, I may not agree with what you agree with, but I can understand it and, you know. Uh, yeah. I think they respect really, you for yeah, it. They yeah, they respect you for it. Yeah. That turns me on. Yeah. Um ooh. Uh, poor grammar, I think. Uh like <laughs> Why do we work together? <laughs> I can't spell for shit. I'm just kidding. I'm jo- that was a joke cuz I I knew he would get a yeah. shot. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I uh, can't. Like it gets so bad. Him and his wife both have access to my Twitter and Facebook account so they can edit my grammar. Cause she'll be like, "No, you're you're not even fucking close." No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I, I I knew I was gonna get a rise out of him. No, no, but seriously, like a turn off, like uh, I don't know, um, bad hygiene maybe. Um, mine, mine's negativity, negativity and it's closeness. Like if you're like. This is what I believe in. It's only this, and it's the only thing I want. I'm that's like, no, nah, I've got no time for you. Then. Living with like, blinders yeah. on, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's a great. I, that way is to a put good it. one. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I have no time. That's for that. true. I, I am annoyed by people that don't want to, aren't open to change, that don't want to like don't want to learn. Right, the ignorance, ignorance. maybe another good word because they they could learn, but they don't want to, so they're ignorant. I agree with Deuce on that yeah. one. Yeah, but hygiene is very important too. So. Yeah, yeah. Wash your pits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, everybody in the con community, just a word of advice. Wash your pits. Yes. Also, deodorant, <laughs> your friend. Yep. <laughs> okay. 
Sorry, I heard something totally different when you said wash your pits. Oh, oh well, you should wash those too. Yes, uh, wash everything. Wash yeah. all of your stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan of washing the crack because crack is whack. So you want to wash that too. So. What is your favorite curse word? Oh, I have two. Mm. So I'm gonna let you go first because I think mine. My, me okay, this is gonna sound really bad. Um, oh, good because mine's gonna sound even worse. Okay, so, so I, I, I like to say I like to say shit a lot, but. Uh, when we said uh, the C C word, yeah. uh, C U N T cunt, I used to get really mad. I used to have really bad um, dry, uh, when I was road rage, and so I heard I heard our friend say this one time, and it just comes out when I get super angry. Uh, cunt bag. That's a really bad word. But when I hear it, when I go, oh, you, you cunt bag, and it's, it doesn't even make sense. But it's just like, oh, because my wife hates that word so much, so I have to like not say it around her because the, the c word for her is like the ultimate. Like you could say fuck or whatever, yeah. But when it, when you say cunt around her, that's like the ultimate. Yeah, like that's the trigger word. Yeah, she gets mad really? when I when I say that in front of her. So I don't. I try not to say it, but like when behind closed doors, I'm just like. It's such a really bad word. Yeah. So, people, write your hate mail at HH Podcast Show. Oh, the hate mail is going to come after mine. Okay, Deuce, what's I, yours? I'm going to I'm going to do the the equivalent of saying I have a uh, African American friend. I have a lot of uh, gay friends, and I love the LGBT community a lot. But one of my favorites is cocksucker. cocksucker. I love calling somebody. A co- I'm like you fucking cocksucker. Like. I don't know why it it shouldn't be like that much of a swear word, right. but it's I, I I think it's I watched too much Deadwood back in the day with Al Swearingen, but I, I love calling people a cocksucker. Wow, we're really learning about the happy hour. We here. are yeah. like <laughs> it, it, episode two hundred one. I think it's time. I think it's time to open the floodgates and learn. True. So so yeah. Yes. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> what uh, sound or noise do you love? Love. You guys will appreciate this. I love the Xbox achievement sound. Yeah. It gives you so much joy. You're like, I did something good. I don't know what it was at first, but it makes me happy. So I love that sound. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'll do in the episode? I'll, I'll splice in the, the sound effect when we ed- when I edit go. this. That'd be cool. Yeah. make it in there. I'll make it in there. Okay, besides the number one obvious one, which is my name being moaned, um, I, would ju- <laughs> I mean, if we're just being real, if we're really answering these questions... Um, uh, yeah, it would probably be, um, like I love like when my dog is happy, like I've got a pug. He's my second pug. He is super it, cute. Yeah. By the way. He is adorable. And he's like awesome. when he's like happy and when he barks, cause he's got a happy bark and he's got a sad bark, but like his wake up, like let's go today is going to be awesome. Bark is like probably second best to the first one. It is one a I really said. cute yeah. bark. It's a really yeah, cute he's pug. He's a cute little, he's is, a cute little is, boy. I love him. His name is Barley. He's yeah. in, he's in uh, Studio South. Yeah, he's in in uh, the Studio South. Casa de Deuce. Casa de Deuce, and he is chilling there tonight. But yeah, that's a really I cute love sound. that little fucker. That's a cute sound. <laughs> yeah. Noise or sound you hate? Well, I mentioned earlier in the other episode uh, about the whole book uh, notebook and the you know you scratch it or whatever. I don't like. There's a sound I hate worse. Uh, is is what, I hate the sound of uh, people gritting their teeth. I feel like oh god, it gives yeah, it gives me like the chills every time I hear someone grit their teeth. It is like the 
And the thing, the irony is, I do it. So my wife tells me, and I don't hear you. Don't hear your own self grinding, grinding your teeth. So it's like my wife gets on to me all the time. She's like, "You're grinding your teeth again." I'm like, "Oh," and I'm like, "I don't want to," because I feel bad. Because in hindsight, I don't like that sound either. So when I do it, I feel really bad. When, but yeah, grinding your teeth. That sound of grinding your teeth. I'm not a fan of it. Nails on a chalkboard, or any of that kind of like, gr- yeah, like any of those sounds where it's like, oh, it's like knee jerk where you're like, oh, I hate that. Oh, I'd also say uh, uh, when you eat and you hear someone like smacking their food, oh, that's yeah. very yeah. unpleasant no. sound. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody. Uh, what profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Got to think on that one real quick. Because between Deuce and I, we we've done a lot we've, of different oh things. Oh my god, so we've done so much shit. We're former theater actors, yeah. thespians. Uh, Deuce is a comedian. I'm a magician, actually. Yeah. Like. Uh, sleight yeah. of hand magician uh, a very good one by the way he'll uh, downplay it but he's fucking phenomenal like he has done card tricks in front of our friends to where to the point now when he comes to a party he has to have a deck of cards because if not they're gonna go get a, a deck of cards for him because they want to see him do his shit jwmagic.net for you folks at home go check it a- out and you can totally rent him out for parties bar mitzvahs you I know will travel yeah he'll travel yeah <laughs> uh but uh that's a good question like it like between deuce and i we do a lot of different things and there's always – I'd be really curious just to see what it would be like to be a uh, – like to work in the video game industry um, and just kind of n- – not like review games or not be an editor, but like actually go into the creation process, either by like art design or the whole f- – you know, being like in that process because there's a lot of pressure there, especially if you're, you know, a smaller studio, like an independent studio. Like you've got you've got a, people there that are like, all right, you, yeah. you might lose money on this and you could you could lose your business, you know, and there's a lot of pressure there. I like to challenge myself, so I think it would be really challenging just to go into the video game industry and, and be a part of that process because I don't, I don't really know a lot about it, actually. I, I mean, I love video games, but I don't know the whole process of how they're made and stuff. I know there's coding involved in music and all that, but, like, that'd be really fascinating to kind of be in that creation process of making a video game. Yeah. That'd be really neat. Um, I, I I guess I'm probably going to cheat a little bit because we've both been actors and comedians. I would love to try and be a comedian full time. Like if I could have enough money to where I could like go to gigs like every night of the week and know that you know, well, I don't have to do that because my house is paid. But like if you know, I didn't have to worry about like, oh, is the power going to be on or do I have groceries in the fridge? Like if I knew. You know, because I don't have a car payment and I don't have a house payment, but if it was like, hey, all my other bills will be paid, but I could go and be a comedian seven nights a week, I'd do it. Like, even if it was just going to, like, open mic nights and being like, hey, you've got a tight five here and you've got a tight five there, I'd do that just because I I love it. Like, I love it so much. It's like crack. So, but he doesn't do crack. He doesn't condone. No, don't, it. We don't condone no, it with the happy hour. We don't condone <laughs> hard drugs, and I've never done crack. But I'm just yes. saying, like <laughs> that that experience and that adrenaline rush and that high is something that you just you can't replicate. So, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Good times. Oh, what profession would you not like to do? Ooh, um, I would not. Mm, that's a good one. I don't want to be a plumber because I don't want to deal with shit. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, I don't want to deal with other people's dookie or, like, their vomit or, like, any... It, like, if it's my toilet, I can deal with it because it's mine. But it's, like, if I'm going to a place and it's, like, hey, the toilet's backed up and it's, like, some rando shit. I'm, like, fuck that. Like, no. No, 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 no. I would... I respect 
very, very much because uh, I work for a home builder that makes homes, like my day job, uh, my other job. <laughs> Uh, and I would hate to have to be a roofer, like especially in Florida, like yeah, that. Fuck that noise. I mean, you're. I mean, today it got the heat index was like 116 today, and it, I could not believe like being on top of a house, putting tiles in or shingles. Like that's got to be like power to them, you know. I mean, I, I respect that people that that go out. And that's a hard job. I just don't see myself being able to do that. That that, that would be a really tough job. And someone said, Hey Johnny, you got to go up on that roof for. Uh, eight hours, and uh, you get a one thirty-minute break. Ooh, that would be that'd be rough. Hell to no. No, and another thing I wouldn't like either is I I wouldn't, in hindsight, being being a character at Disney World would be really tough. I, oh yeah. So yeah, being those e- are the worst. That's I mean that you've got to stay within a allegedly stay within a certain weight limit. Like you can't fluctuate your weight. Yeah. Like the costumes are built for a certain size, certain weight. So mm-hmm. if you put on weight or if you lose weight, it's like peace. Yep, job so allegedly. Gotta a, that's gonna be a very demanding job, so I wouldn't want that one either. So. And I like kids, but that'd be too much for me. Like, yeah, yeah. I need to be in character all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly grabbing and hugging and no. Yeah, like I if mean, I yeah. go up and ask Mickey Mouse a question, and it's something like Mickey Mouse wouldn't know, the actor has to like respond with something right? Mickey Mouse would say. Yeah, right. that's hard. <laughs> that's very difficult on the fly. Improv's got to be like on point. Like, and also t- we talked about in the other episode about personal space. Well, that's gone. You've got it. You've oh. got. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people are <laughs> hugging and grabbing and just. Kids are all over you, sneezing and snot. Mm, nope, yeah. nope. Your your personal space is Dunyan rings. Yeah, you don't have a personal space. <laughs> Dunyan nope. rings. Dunyan rings. Yeah. Truth. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. That's yes. fine. Yes. <laughs> you can totally steal it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I'm gonna let you take this. Okay. And then I'll give you my answer. A. Not to get too religious, spiritual. I believe heaven does exist. Uh, yes, Deuce and I both believe that. Uh, I would like I like God to say, um, "You've done the best you can do." You know, because I mean? we're not we're not perfect. You know, we're you know not to take this into a spiritual uh, uh, conversation, but you know, we all make mistakes. But I'd hope that I'd been able to be a good influence on people in life. You know, um, and uh, I've done you know the best that I can do in my life on Earth. So. There you go. Man, my answer was kittens. Yeah. You blew me. I said, well, <laughs> I'm, getting off, I'm getting all theological over here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm a firm believer that Jesus is African-American, and I'm hoping he kicks open the pearly gates and goes, that's my motherfucker, and I want a big-ass hug, and I want some dap. That's what I want when I get there. That's all I want. All right. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> it does actually. I would I would very much enjoy that too. <laughs> You're just like, I'm gonna change my answer. I yeah. would I get all like me I got all theological and philosophical over here and Deuce is like No, that's what I want. Like that's cheers. what I want. Cheers, cheers on that one. That was cheers. Good. That was cheers. <laughs> that was good. Oh good. my goodness. Well ladies, thank you so much again for being on with us for episode. 201 mm-hmm. and also again thank you for taking time out of you guys busy schedule because you guys are amazing you're doing so many great great things that uh, we're just glad to, to hook our little caboose onto your train yeah so. we're really i mean seriously like like th- there's no there's no like you know 
like when we go and talk to people, like we're legit fans from yeah. day one. Like it, we're honored to have you on. Like no joke, yeah. we're we're yeah. not just blowing Truly smoke. We really yeah. mean that. Like we're fans of your work. We're fans of everything you do, and you, you and it's also great for us because we get to know you guys. You know, and you guys are awesome and genuine and fun to talk to. You're also into awesome things that we're into, yeah. you know, Doctor Who and, and Star Trek and all that stuff. Like it's cool to kind of hear you t- you hear perspective on things as well because we're all come from different walks of life. So it's cool to have this like melting pot, this like amalgamation, if you will. Good word there. Yeah. Just like put bring everyone together and have fun for an hour. And uh, we really do appreciate you guys coming on with us. You guys have been awesome. We appreciate you guys having us on, and it means a lot. Like when people are like, oh, we love what you do because to us, we're just two girls sitting in Wichita, Kansas, yeah, putting things together. So when people say stuff like that, we're like, yeah, oh, someone's looking. But you guys <laughs> are fantastic. Like the easiest group of people to talk to. Yeah, and we haven't done any podcasts, have we? Like one. I think, yeah, but no. And it was very like strict, like I'm gonna answer this or say this and you're gonna answer, you know, so this has been so much yeah, fun. Yeah, so much fun. And I'll definitely be a listener now, so that's cool. Awesome, well, that's <laughs> always good. We I've appreciate that. i two episodes, does that count? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and of course, I, you'll be listening I, to these, that these when, two, yeah. when they come out for sure. And, and tell your friends because that's the thing is like with the cosplay community, with the art community, and any sort of like thing that you're in, you know, there's a community there. And just and word of mouth is so important, right? Like, like we're we're gonna tell our friends and our our listeners get to hear yeah. about you guys, and then that's gonna tell their friends, and it's a snowball effect. So just for those listening at home, you know, it's word of mouth is such an important thing, and whatever you're into. You know, share the wealth. You know, share, talk to other people about it. Yeah. Support is key. Support your fellow artists, no matter what it is. There, you know, podcasting is an art. Mm-hmm. That's so we love to share uh, things that we're into. It's our favorite thing. Tagging people, we'll tag everybody all the time. We yeah. love it. <laughs> I sent a lot of people to your page last night too. Oh, awesome! We really appreciate that. Thank yeah. you very much. We, we definitely appreciate that. We definitely appreciate. I you. had one final sure, question sure. for you guys. Oh, wait. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've been thinking about this before we even were going to interview you guys because of the Kansas. And you've probably been asked this question before, but I have to know, Supernatural fans or no? I was until it went on too long. Like, how many times can they go to hell and come back? Like, Fair enough. Yeah. together, guys. Yeah, I was into it for a couple seasons, and then I, I fell off as well. And like, have you... I, I, I was in love with Sam. He was fabulous, but then I just... <laughs> Yeah, and, I haven't seen anything recently. And have you guys <laughs> been to Lawrence, Kansas? Yes. Okay. Yep. So I, I had to know. I had to find out because I don't meet too many people from Kansas, and I had to find out. So. Yeah, Lawrence, Kansas is a really great little college town. Mm. It's awesome. Awesome. It's really fun. So it all makes sense. <laughs> Connecting the dots there. So. <laughs> and speaking of awesome, tell all of our fans where they can find you on the Internet and all the awesome cons they could come and meet you guys at soon. Um. September 17th and 18th is the Geek Gathering. The first weekend, we're Get Cosplay guests there. The first weekend of November, we're going to have some panels at Rocky Mountain Comic Con in Denver, Colorado. And then the weekend after, so the second weekend in November, we'll be here in our hometown representing with Air Capital Comic Con. And social media, media, we're on Facebook, Ultra Girls Cosplay. Um, We're on Twitter, Ultra Girls Cos, C-O-S. We're on Instagram as Ultra Girls Cosplay. YouTube, LinkedIn, yeah. like anywhere you can go and type Just in. Type it in there. <laughs> well, ladies, we, uh, Sophie, Sissa, we really do appreciate you guys, and we hope we can all, you know, all stay in touch and Definitely. and uh, you know, we'll share our friends and all that stuff, and and you know, we we love what you guys do, we support you guys, and yeah, so thank yeah. you so much, really appreciate thank it. You, yeah, you ladies have, a, you ladies have a great evening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. 
you as well. Bye. Okay, bye. Night, guys. Night. And speaking of places you can find us on social media, where can they find us, Johnny? They can find us on the Twitter machine at HH Podcast Show. You can also go to Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show. Also, you can find us at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And don't forget to send us your emails within the subject line, Ask the Buck, because we're going to have the Mega Buck back, which is one of our amazing sponsors from Retro Game Treasure. And he's going to answer all of your retro game questions. So if you got any question you've been kind of thinking about or anything when it comes to retro games that you want to ask him, Ask the us. Buck. Ask the Buck at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And, of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast. Hashtag HH Podcast Show. And hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later. See you.